The first set of bank results released last Friday looked good, although the outlook remained dark and cloudy. So this week, the earnings season in the US accelerates with earnings from the big technology companies like Tesla and Netflix due to come in. Now, investors will also focus on the U.S. retail sales, on British and Canadian inflation updates, on Chinese economic data, and of course on what the Federal Reserve speakers will say before the Fed's quiet period starts next week. On the geopolitical side, well, tensions and Israel will certainly keep the safe haven assets in demand. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So Friday the 13th wasn't so bad for the three big U.S. banks which kicked off the earnings season in the U.S. Together, J.P. Morgan, Citi and Wells Fargo posted a record third quarter profit which soared by around 34% on the back of higher net interest income and that's thanks to the Federal Reserve's meaningfully higher interest rates. So the bank shares actually jumped after the earnings and the third quarter results but gains were mostly given back on a morose economic outlook for the quarters to come on uncertainties over clients capacity to pay back their loans in an environment of rising interest rates and slowing global economy and also the rising cost of living crisis obviously and the rising interest expense that rose by 275% at Wells Fargo, by 185% at Citi and by 170% at JP Morgan. Plus JP CEO said this is the world's most dangerous time in decades. So the record profits added only 1.50% to JP Morgan's stock price last Friday. Wells Fargo managed to eke out a nice 3% gain while Citi closed Friday session 0.24% lower after an initial jump after the results. Now the earnings season in the US will be at full speed this week with the rest of the US big banks due to report their third quarter earnings in the coming days alongside with Tesla which actually saw its sales drop more than expected and its EV market share slipped to a new low in the third quarter in the US. Netflix, where the growth on no more password sharing may have actually stopped last quarter and well, TSM which actually struggles with weak global consumer demand and high inventories, but also benefits from this higher demand for more advanced chips thanks to AI. So we will see which side will overrate. But broadly speaking, this earnings season in the US will likely remain under a dark shadow of the mounting geopolitical tensions in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas and obviously a broad-based discomfort and a broad-based lack of investor appetite that comes along with these rising tensions. So last week, remembered upside pressure in the US yields were quite contained and that despite a meaningfully, but a meaningfully higher inflation forecast from the IMF. Because remember, the IMF dues ramped up their inflation forecast from 5.2 to 5.8% for next year and the latest US inflation data that came in last week well came in higher than expected due to 
rising food and rising energy costs and a sticky rise in housing costs as well. But but despite that, the U.S. two-year yield remained very, very close to the 5% psychological mark, while the U.S. 10-year yield retreated from the early month peak as money, the investor money, flew into the safety of the U.S. sovereign bonds. And that was obviously again on the back of the rising tensions in Israel. Gold, on the other hand, had a blast on Friday as investors flocked into the safe haven metal on expectation that Israel could actually start an offensive at Gaza anytime during the weekend. So gold rallied by almost 3.5% on Friday's trading session, pulled out the 50-day moving average, which stands near the $1,900 psychological resistance, and shortly traded above its 200-day moving average. Now, purchases slowed this Monday for gold as the weekend happily didn't bring the worst possible outcome in Israel. But no one sees a viable solution nor a quick fix to ease the tensions in the Middle East. And that obviously means that gold could actually defy gravity and has potential to rally toward the 2000 psychological mark and even above. It all depends on how bad the situation in the Middle East gets and how how scared investors become due to the rising tensions. We continue seeing crude oil make big, big swings. Friday, the barrel of U.S. crude rallied 5% before the weekly closing bell. So there is now resistance into the $90 per barrel psychological level as a potential implication of Iran and Israel tensions would mean a severe, severe disruption in world's oil supply for the medium run. So Iran happily doesn't want these tensions to rise, but they also say, that they can't just sit still and watch if Israel enters Gaza. So here as well, the technicals will have little say if fundamentals dictate a further rally in oil prices. Yet unlike gold, while price swings that we might see in crude oil do have important implications for the world economy as pretty much everything is fueled by oil and rising prices actually threaten to disrupt the central bank's war against inflation and also weighing on an already bad-looking global economy. So in this context, a move above $90 per barrel level is possible, but a sustainable move above the $100 per barrel level seems quite challenging to me. So rapid price rallies like the one we saw last Friday will likely bring along some short-term sellers into the market. But obviously keep in mind that upside risks prevail and upside potential is certainly bigger than a downside potential in oil prices given the complexity of the geopolitical situation in the Middle East. Now, a war in Israel is not only threatening for oil supply for the world, but also the chip supply, because note that Israel actually plays a very important role in advanced chip production and the war in the country or a prolonged war in the country threatens to further complicate the global chip supply chain. Intel, for example, has nearly 13,000 people that it employs in Israel and other chip companies say also that their employees have been part of a massive call up for army reservists as Israel is now deploying something like 300,000 soldiers to confront Hamas in Gaza. So 
Beyond chips and banks, the S&P 500 fell on Friday's trading session and posted a meager 0.4% gain over last week, while Nasdaq fell 0.2% last week as investors obviously preferred going toward safety. Investors will obviously keep an eye on the latest updates for the well, US retail sales this week. The Canadian and British inflation numbers are going to be important. And also many, many, many Fed speakers will be telling us their humble opinion before the Federal Reserve's quiet period starts next week on where the federal policy should be going from here amid the rising energy prices that threaten to fuel inflation, but also the rising long-term yields in the US that do partly the dirty job of tightening the financial conditions in the US instead of the Federal Reserve. And finally, China will be revealing its latest economic forecast where the GDP is actually expected to have so from 6.3% to 4.4% on a yearly basis. Now, the consensus of analyst expectations at a Bloomberg survey points that no rate cut from the People's Bank of China when it decides this week. But but soft economic data, combined with last week's flat to weak inflation numbers from China, could eventually bring a surprise interest rate cut before this week's ends in China. Whether it would help ramp up the Chinese economy is yet another question, mind you, because news of further Chinese stimulus last week did little to boost, for example, the Nasdaq's Golden Dragon China index, which continued to remain under a decent selling pressure. And the fact that China has shown support to Palestinians won't actually help easing tensions with the US, which clearly stands next to Israel in this war. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments and like these videos to show us that you enjoy them so i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading